It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. I trust this finds you well wherever you may be watching from today. Before we get started, I want to share a quote by Michael J. Fox, and this is a quote that resonates with me on so many levels. And here it goes. I quote, it says, one's dignity may be assaulted, vandalized, and cruelly mocked, but it can never be taken away unless it is surrendered, unquote. And on the heels of this quote, I want to share uh, briefly about uh, the guest that I'm going to be talking to, to today uh, on this edition of the Time with Fred podcast. Is Liki Lavji joining us all the way from Vancouver, Canada. Liki is a sought-after speaker, is passionate about helping others break barriers to unleash their human potential. Has over 25 years as a CEO of a top ID company. His extensive experience in executive leadership has given him a unique perspective that remains uncharted by leaders and organizations in understanding the layers beneath human behavior and how this applies or how it impacts growth and productivity of an organization. He's been acknowledged by prominent organizations, including TELUS Corporation, Lenovo Canada, and Royal Bank of Canada for his ability to create mindset shift when it comes to commitment and powerful performance to achieve results. Licky, thank you so much for coming on the Time with Fred podcast today. Fred, it's, all, it's my pleasure to be here. And thank you very much for allowing this space to be created so that your audience can actually understand what mindset shifts are all about. Absolutely. We could talk about mindset uh, shifts all day, but like, before we get into, um, into the, uh, the, the real meat and potatoes of this, I want, I want to share a little bit about, you know, I think I've talked about what this whole podcast is about, but oftentimes when we we read about our guests and we hear about them. All we see are the successes, right? All the great things that they've done. What we often don't see are the, the stripes or the scars, if you will, on the backs and the obstacles that they were able to overcome in getting them to where they are today. Why don't you talk us through a little bit, just give us an upbringing, uh, a background of your upbringing and you know, some of mm -hmm. the hurdles that you're able to overcome to get to where you are today. You didn't so start up as a great and successful IT professional, right? It's <laughs> interesting. You said you've got 30 minutes. So I think I've got about eight hours worth of content sharing now on all the, all the lies I've been telling myself for the last 53 years. Um, Fred, you know, it's interesting. I think we all, we all have these um, saboteurs or limiting beliefs that uh, have shaped us, have shaped our lives, and we become who we are based on a perception of, what happened to us when we were three or four years old. You know, I use the analogy, you know, you were given an allowance when you were six years old and you went to the corner store and you bought some gum and you come back and your parents go, what, you bought gum with all that money? All of a sudden you become scarcity and you're trying to save every single penny because they were just worried about you spending money on gum. They didn't mean for you to be scarcity mindset for the rest of your life. That's what ends up happening. But, you know, Fred, uh, one of my... Um, I guess, you know, you say a successful IT company, and I use the word very loosely on that. Um, success is not measured by how much revenues we have, mm. how big we were. Success is really measured by the people that were impacted in mm. that group. And that's where I say I actually failed. 
uh, we had a very successful revenue generating company, but I think I failed in the leadership that I, as a leader that I was for the 25 years. Um, as I mentioned to you, I've got a book coming out in the next uh, couple of weeks and somebody asked me last week, what's the book really about? And you know, I started listing out all the stories and what it's about, but it really hit me. It's actually, it's an apology to my employees for the 25 mm. years of the way I treated them, the lack of trust I had in them, the trying to prove myself to be right, uh, not giving them encouragement, appreciation. And I kind of figured this out about five, six years ago. And what that was, was a journey to take me back to understand why it happened that way. And I went on a real long journey for myself to understand why I became who I was. I mean, I'm a good connector. I love people. People love me. But when it came down to getting close to somebody, it really, um, I had a hard time trusting. Wow. And yeah, so that's kind of what, uh, what the impetus of my shift in my life has been. And this all started, you know, um, I was an immigrant when I came to Canada uh, when I was 10 years old. And my teacher had asked me to get in front of class and uh, share my immigration story. And, you know, I came from Uganda to Pakistan to Ottawa. And I go in front of my class and, you know, as a 10 year old, you just go up and start talking. And as I did that, one of the kids started laughing because English wasn't my first language. And this is in 1976. And then another kid yells, go back to where you came from. And I was like, okay, you know, I kind of remember this now. And I kept on going 10 years old, you kind of fluff that off, right? But a few minutes later, more kids started laughing, more kids started chanting, go back to where you came from. I looked at the teacher and the teacher didn't know how to respond to that. You know, he hadn't experienced this. So I just actually got off got off my little stool that I had and I went to my desk and I sat down and I had tears rolling down my eyes and I kind of just shut down. And then the next day, the life of Licky not being good enough, can't trust people, needs to prove himself and doesn't belong here started. And that's where I developed a stutter. That day was developed, developing a stutter. So anytime I got in front of a crowd, in front of people I didn't know, I'd have a hard time speaking. So that was when I was 10. So you go into high school and I got bullied because of racism and because of my stutter. Um, in grade 11, I had enough. I really did. So I quit high school. I couldn't take it anymore. And I left high school. I started getting odd jobs here and there. I remember Licky wasn't good enough. But yet, after I quit high school, I became an entrepreneur. I started a consulting company. I started a a partnership with somebody else and we started building these apps and systems and that took me to this IT company that I built and in the IT company it was by myself for about 10 years and I'd have contractors here and there but even the contractors for some reason they just weren't good enough like they couldn't do the job they were like how come they couldn't show up on time why wouldn't they be able to do this well it was because the way I treated them it wasn't them it was me I pushed them hard. I pushed for results. I wanted to know where they were, how much they were charging because I had a scarcity mindset. I wanted to prove that we were good and I didn't believe what you did. Well, hang on, what, you said you left at three, but the client said you were there till two only. What happened? 
So I would question all these little things and just didn't go with the flow. And fast forward 10 years, my wife was hit with cancer and I had to take the year off just to help her through the whole process. I had one person working for me at that point as a contractor still, and I'd written off the year. He was just going ahead and doing business. At the end of that year, went to the accountant and the accountant goes, it was the best year that your company's ever had. And I couldn't see why or understand why. And what ended up happening was I left that contractor just be. And my connections and my clients were so tight. They loved me. And then now they love this contractor. So it just blew up and it was incredible. But the moment I came back into the organization, he, like within weeks, he left. And I thought he's starting his own business because he saw the opportunity. He was leaving because of me. I just wasn't good enough. And I treated people badly. After I sold the company, I was sitting in Mexico. Uh, I woke up and I was depressed. I wasn't talking to anybody. I wasn't connecting with anybody. So I reached out to my good friend, Bob Berg, um, who is the author of The Go-Givers. Oh, I know. Bob's oh. been on this podcast as well. He's, uh, exactly. he's a good friend. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's a, he's a good friend and a great mentor. And I told Bob, I said, you know, I need to do something. He goes, well, why don't you be a speaker and a uh, coach for us? I said, well, I can't be a speaker. I have to stutter. He goes, well, come on down and we'll, you know, we'll coach you to be a, a certified coach for us. I said, sure. I will go down for this workshop with him. And on day three, you know, um, there's 10 of us in this room and he gets up and he asks me to stand up and he acknowledges me, you know, you're kind, gentle, warm, trusting. We love having you in our community. And I said, okay, great. You know, thank you. You're welcome. You know, and Kathy, his assistant, his partner gets up and says very similar attributes. And then the third person, the fourth person. And by the fourth person finished, I was in tears. Bob goes, what's happening? I said, I've never heard these words before. All these nice things. And he goes, Licky, I invite you to say that you've never listened to these words. Because I'm sure they've been said to you. So let the rest of the people finish and just listen to the words and take it in. So I did. I heard the rest of the people and I was really touched with the words that they were saying. And they weren't, wow, you're the Superman. No, they were just kind, gentle, human being, warm. I'd love to do business with you. Things like that. That night, I had to take a flight back from Orlando to Dallas to Vancouver. And on the flight back from Orlando to Dallas, I'm sitting there talking to this passenger. And I realized two hours into the flight that I didn't have a stutter. And I looked at the passenger, I go, can I ask you a personal question? She goes, sure. I said, did I have a stutter talking to you? She goes, no, why would you even ask something silly like that? I said, no, I just thought I'd, I had one. But anyway, so I get to Dallas-Fort Worth and I'm going talking to these strangers to test whether I had a stutter or not. And I didn't, I get home and I tell my wife this. And she goes, great, it took 10 strangers to tell you what I've been trying to tell you for years and your friends and family have been trying to tell you. But my stutter went away like this. Wow. When I started listening to the people and listening to their words. And what that did for me was to make me realize 
all these stories I was holding on. Mm. I'm a bad person. Mm. I'm not a good enough person. You can't be trusted. You can't trust others. It was all just buried up inside me. Wow. What a, what, what a powerful uh, personal story, Licky. And, and I, 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 this, this is so moving. One of the things, and I, I need to take you back a little bit, you, you, you talked about, you know, define success in real terms, mm-hmm. uh, but then you, 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 you made a statement that you, you, you failed as a leader. It, it's the hallmark of a true leader, I think, in my opinion, to be able to acknowledge their vulnerabilities just like the way you have it, right? How difficult would you say it is for, for a lot of people out there who are, are being measured based on their the accomplishments or the career or the you know, amount of money in the bank who are, who are still f- failing, right, in the real sense of the word, but don't have the ability to be able to confront those skeletons in the wardrobe to admit that they're, they're not as perfect as they think or as the world uh, thinks. How difficult was you to be able to, to, to face that or to, to acknowledge some of those challenges yourself as a leader? Um, interesting enough, I've had many friends tell me over the years about my shortcomings and I never listened to them. Mm. I just blamed them. So I wasn't ready to listen. So leaders have to be open to hearing others. They have to be open to looking at that. Mm. Um, there are, I mean, we all have shortcomings. We all have limiting beliefs. We all don't think we're good enough. You know, we all have imposter syndrome. You know, mine kicked in before I got onto this call because that, this happens to us. What am I going to say? How is this going to go? But now I have the tools mm-hmm. to put that aside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we were just perfect in living a life of mm. completeness and wholeness, mm. you know, we are all resourceful, creative, and whole, but we forget that once in a while. Yes. Actually, we forget that all the time. Yes. And we don't believe in self-empathy. And once we transform leaders to be self-empathetic and empathetic to others and be truly vulnerable, that truly builds trust around the community and the organizations. Wow. As you were going through your childhood and, 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 you know, taking you back again to the moments when you're, you're speaking to the class and, you know, the kids were, were, were being mean and what, what did it take for you to keep going um, in, in spite of all those challenges? Because you left and you, 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 started, you started this company. There, there was some drive, I'd imagine, there was some motivation that kept you going in spite of all the challenges that you had. What, mm-hmm. what, what is it that kept you going in spite of uh, the challenging um, childhood that, that you had? Let's go. Well, it's interesting. So there's the other part of that story now is that what was, what was driving me? So when I was three years old, my dad passed away. And by the time, so and he, he was only 34 at that point, he had built this empire of businesses. And all I kept on hearing from my family and my, and my dad's friends, you're just like your dad, you're driven, you're successful, you're gonna just be like him. Now I'm living the shadow of my dad, having to prove myself to be that. So every opportunity I had, I was going for it, I was doing it. But then I dropped out of high school, right? And that, how can I be what I need to be for him. So then I took a wrong path, you know, alcohol, ran out of the, ran out of the house, moved away, hung out with some really bad friends to think that's going to help me uh, be the person I want because I wanted to hide. Well, that was short-lived. Um, you know, um, a great uh, aunt of mine uh, put me straight and, um, and a mentor that uh, 
literally walked into my house one day and picked me up by my chin and looked at me and said, get your crap together. And he, you know, I, I looked up to him and I, I had to, I had to give it all up and move forward. But that moment when I found out I was doing all this to living the shadow of my dad, I let that go then. He's successful. I am so proud of what he's created in the world and the legacies left behind, but I no longer had to do it for him. I did it for myself. And that's when I realized the openness and the creativity. And that's when I actually shifted. That was in 2012 is when I realized this. And 2012 till today, it's a transformation for me because wow. of that. But interesting part about that, Fred, I let go of my dad until about two months ago. I was sitting in a class, I was sitting in a coaching session with a client and he goes to me, why do you keep on doing this? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, every time you get, get uncomfortable and you keep on doing this. So I, I'm not sure. Yeah. And he's a coach as well. And he goes, look, I wonder who's on your shoulders looking over you. And that's when I quickly realized that all of my demons are out there still. But my dad's been up here just saying, wow. I got your back. Wow. And so I've been living that for the last few months. And having going deep like that to understand and being vulnerable to myself and being self-empathetic allows conversations to happen. Wow. I, I want leaders to start looking at life a little bit differently than they're looking at right now. Yeah. We've often heard that words are powerful. Words, <laughs> in your case, when you're in, in high school, words drove you out of the fold, so to speak. They, 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 they had a negative impact on you. But at the same time, words helped you overcome a significant speech impediment that you had, which is your, uh, your stuttering. It's like a, a double-edged sword, right? That's why they said we got to be careful the kind of words uh, we speak or the kind of words we listen to. And I haven't heard it exemplified in such profound terms like you, you shared it. Giving that backdrop, right? What has it taught you about, about words and the impact of, of words as a leader, as a, you know, perhaps as a dad or, or as a person who has looked up to it in society based on this experience that you, you had? Well, uh, you know, we all say, I wish I would have known what I know now 20 mm. years ago so I could have been a better parent. But that wasn't the case. Mm. So words... I know of him, the words I've said have impacted my kids mm. because it came from others. And it's unfortunate my kids had to take that from me and we've all done this. But now it's my turn to do the opposite, which is appreciate the people in my life and acknowledge them for who they are and what they are, what they stand for. Words are huge, but one of the things that we as human beings don't do enough of is acknowledging the person, not what they do. Mm. I'll say that again. We don't acknowledge the person for what they stand for. We always go to acknowledging what they do. So I could tell you, Fred, man, you have such an incredible podcast. Thanks a lot for doing this for the, for the community. Or I could say, Fred, you are courageous. You're intuitive and you're an innovator to shift the world. Which one, stand, which one hits you more? The second one. Yeah. And that's a real thing to the person. Yes. And boy, you know, I needed that when I was growing up. 
I needed that acknowledgement when I was growing up. I didn't get it. Wow. But here you are, right? Passing it, passing it on, <laughs> impacting thousands and perhaps even millions. Uh, yeah. Thank you. One of the questions that I'd like to ask my, my special guest um, on this podcast is what defines them? And we, we've talked about success and I, I love the, uh, the definition that, that you gave to success, right? Im impacting the ability to impact people um, positively. If I were to ask you, looking back, you know, based on the stories that you've shared about, you know, your challenges, you know, through childhood and, and where you are right now, mm -hmm. if there was a single uh, answer to give to that question, what defines you, what would that be? Acceptance of failure. Why is that? Up until now, I blamed my failure. And now I've accepted it to make who I am today so that now I can take this and teach the rest of the world. Wow. There's probably someone listening to us right now, perhaps maybe even watching on that YouTube or, or Facebook channel who, who may, may be a leader, right? Who may be struggling with some of these same things and, um, or perhaps someone who, who went through uh, a painful childhood mm -hmm. um, who may have been scarred either by the words that they heard growing up and that somehow formed a, a mindset. Um, you have a, uh, you're, 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 you talk about, you know, shifting, shifting that, that, that mindset. And cause I, I believe that mindset is everything. That's why I wrote my book, believe dare become what you believe in dare influence who you become. But someone needs to hear this. Uh, look at, what would you say, whether they're, you know, maybe going through childhood, maybe they're a parent who felt that they may have failed or a leader who may not uh, feel like they're worthy of, of that leadership and they're struggling. What, what words of advice would you, would, you, would you have for them? Well, you know, um, it's hard to say words of advice, but what I'll say is what to look for. Yeah. What to look for when things are uncomfortable for you. Mm -hmm. what's, what's standing up for you? What happens to you? Are you dealing with anger? Are you dealing with anxiety? When you're having a conversation with somebody, are you always striving to find something in somewhere else? Are you looking for the next business to start? Are you content with where you are today? And if not, then let's find out why not. Mm. Let's find out what's in the way. What are some of the behaviors? Are you leaving projects unfinished and always looking for the next project to do? Do you talk over people? When somebody cuts you off, do you get angry or do you have empathy and say, maybe they had to go to the hospital? How do you react? And just being self-aware and self-acceptance of that allows you to be aware to move forward. Flicky, as we, as we wrap up here, I want you to talk about um, your book um, and you know what, what, what we should look out for um, and, and when that release date might be. Well, so um, interesting. So the release date for Kindle is, uh, we're hoping for March 10th. And uh, that's my birthday. And that's not why it's important. It's important because I share that birthday with my dad. Mm. Him and I have the same birthday. And there's a lot of friends and family that don't know the story about my dad and what the impact he had on me and what the shadows I had to live. So I'm dedicating the book to him and I want to release it on the 10th. So that's uh, that's a goal for, for sure. And it's called Death by BS and it should be available on Kindle on March 10th.
That's awesome. We'll be we'll be looking forward to it. Like I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You've shared you've shared some profound things, and some of which I've, I've captured, which I, I think it's worth uh, reminding our audience about. Is it takes it takes a true leader to be able to acknowledge their vulnerabilities. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two is we need to be careful the words we hear. Words can either break us or words can either make us. As you heard from Licky's own um, experience, that's really words made him broke him at that young age but the words positive words made him as well one of the things you also said nick uh like is to acknowledge people for what they stand for and, and not 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 where they are right now and then lastly you talk about peeling back the onions when someone's going through challenges it's it's easy to look at it at face value but until we able to peel back to get to the core of the problem we may never be able to get to the root of it um, and these are profound words that have been uh, impactful to me, and I trust that it's been impactful to you as well, uh, listeners. Like again, thank you so much for coming in the podcast. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for that book, and please keep sharing your story. Um, you have no idea what impact this may be having on someone right now, but uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out, and hopefully we'll, we'll get to uh, have you back on the podcast at a, at, at a later date. Well, thank you, friend. I appreciate the 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 opportunity. Um, there's also um, you know, the work that we do is around blind spots and we have this assessment called Blind Spots Global. And I'd love to share that link with the, with the people to yes. get them to just maybe see what potential blind spots that they have yeah. and create this incredible conversation for themselves. So. Absolutely. We'll, we'll be sure to include uh, the link as well in our um, in our notes for our, for our audiences as well. Well, thank you. Thank, Brad. thank you so much. Thank you.